0: Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi. I'm faculty at the University of San Francisco this semester, and our show is hosted in a partnership with the CAP Center at UCSB. And I'm back today uh, with my co-host. I'm Dan Miller, Associate Professor of Religion and Social Thought at Landmark College. Um, Brad, welcome back, and congratulations on on changes in your life that have occurred in the last couple of weeks. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for uh, handling things last week with, with Blake. Um, for those of you out there worried about, you know, where's my child while I'm doing this, don't worry. Uh, I'm going to record with Dan and uh, we have a great research associate uh, with Swage, uh named Rachel Borthwick who is helping us with the editing for now. And so if you haven't checked out Rachel's podcast um, uh, out, out of the Closet and Into the Pews, you should. It's amazing. It's about uh, queer people of faith and how they bo- they hold their identities uh, in, uh, in tandem and in resonance. So uh, I am going to finish recording here and run back down and and uh and and attend to my newborn child with my partner so don't worry about that Uh, but we do have important things to talk about and um we're going to jump into those right now so dan we want to talk about three things today um one is uh trump and the sort of ongoing revelations about the january sixth plan to basically overturn the election and and basically how that uh, affects today there's just direct effects today so it's not just more archival mining of what happened uh, in january we're going to talk about uh, abortion in Texas and the Supreme Court and and one very promising angle to fight uh, restrictions on abortion and that is the idea that uh, reproductive rights are religious rights and so we'll get into that and then we'll finish by talking about the debt limit and McConnell and uh, the uh the nihilism of the GOP uh, the extended segment for all you patrons out there is going to be about a uh, new data from PRRI that talks about uh, vaccination uh, rates and how uh, white evangelicals are, are true outliers when it comes to uh, vaccination uh, in this country. So if you're not a patron, sign up so you can get the extended segments of our weekly roundup. All right, Dan, let's jump into January 6th. So this week we get uh, a new book from uh, called Peril uh, uh, from Woodward, and um, uh, there one of the revelations there is this sort of six-point plan that was put in place by uh, uh, Trump's lawyer John Eastman for January six. So in essence, Dan, we now have the kind of blueprint of what they thought was gonna happen. We all knew that Trump was yelling at Mike Pence uh, incessantly to overturn the election, but we now see the logic behind it, even if the logic is not uh, is not so uh, on, on sure ground. So basically in the six point plan, here's how it works. Eastman tells uh, Trump, look, Vice President Pence presides over the joint session uh, of, con- of, uh, of Congress as they certify the election. Okay, great. Now they start to count the electoral uh, uh, votes and according to the Electoral Count Act, so they start with their, uh, Alabama, then they get to Arizona. When he gets to Arizona, Eastman says, he says that he has multiple slates of electors and so he's going to defer decision on that until finishing the other states. So even though, right, Arizona had certified its uh, electoral votes, even though Arizona had sent in The results of its election and there uh, there had been no fraud or anything found, no issues. They want Pence to say that he has, quote, multiple slates of electors and he's going to wait on this. When he gets to the end of all this, he has done this for seven states, including Arizona. And he says, uh, sorry, um, let me read the, the verbiage here. Uh, He announces that because of the ongoing disputes in the seven states, there are no electors that can be deemed validly appointed in those states. That means the total number of electors appointed, the language of the 12th Amendment, is 454. This reading of the 12th Amendment has also been advanced by Harvard Law professor Lawrence Tribe, and Lawrence Tribe has since on Twitter been like, nope, sorry, Uh, you got me all wrong there. Quote, a majority of the electors appointed would therefore be 228. So if you minus minus." If you're following along at home, you're keeping score at home, everybody. You minus the seven states that supposedly have disputes, you get to uh, uh, 232 votes for Trump, 222 votes for Biden. And that means that uh, Trump wins with a minor majority. Uh, Now, this is going to lead to all kinds of chaos. Eastman knows there's going to be all kinds of, uh, you know, objections. And he's basically like, let him figure it out in the court. Uh, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, they can uh, hopefully demand that normal rules be uh, um, implemented in uh, the Senate and therefore uh, they'll need uh, 60 votes that this will mean the filibuster, blah, 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 blah. But essentially, Dan, if Pence goes through with this, he appoints Trump president based on this idea that in seven states there are, quote, disputes and he cannot, in good conscience, uh, count those electoral votes. now. This ignores the fact that in all of those states, everything had been certified, everything had been ratified, everything had been sent in by those states. And so this is essentially a coup attempt, right? Um, There's a a great uh, uh, review of this book uh, in The Washington Post by Eric Rockshway, who's a professor at UC Davis. And uh, this is what he says uh, about uh, this particular matter. Pence told Trump, I'm not going to do it. Right. So Pence gets wind of the plan and he's like, I'm not going to do it. His staff had found no respectable lawyer, no matter how impeccably right wing, who would say he did. Gesturing at some of his supporters already gathered and shouting outside the White House, Trump asked, well, what if these people say you do? The president was willing to find authority in the mob if he lacked it in the law. Quote, wouldn't it be almost cool to have that power, Trump said. Pence disagreed. So Trump shifted from insinuating to berating. You've betrayed us. I made you. You were nothing. So this goes along, Roshway points out, with what Trump said to Kevin McCarthy, right? Remember, Kevin McCarthy calls Trump on January 6th when all the violence is happening. And McCarthy's like, can you please tell these people to back off? And Trump responds, well, Kevin, I guess these people are much more upset about the election than you are. So as we know, Congress did not cave, lawmakers counted the votes, and Biden was certified as president. But Dan, this gives us the inside look at what was going on in terms of the Trump plan Dan, I'll just read here. Let me just I I have so many thoughts, but I'm just going to read from Steve Bannon, who's the producer of the the Rachel Maddow show. He wrote this at MSNBC. This was, in other words, an apparent document written by a lawyer representing the then president that effectively outlined how Republicans could execute a coup. Eastman even pushed his vision of January 6th, speaking at the pro-Trump rally ahead of the insurrectionist riot. Circling back to our earlier coverage, it's been obvious for months that Trump wanted to hold illegitimate power in the wake of his election defeat. But the specific nature of his plan always seemed murky. What was it exactly that the former president thought would happen? What was the plan? Who would implement it and how? But more than 300 days later, the blueprint continues to come into focus. We learned last month, for example, that Trump privately urged the Justice Department's top two officials at the time to lie about the election. Just say that the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me, he told Republican members of Congress. So, Dan, Benin says it better than I can. He says this was effectively, right, a plan for a coup. Uh, I have so many thoughts. My mind is racing. I've had a week off, so many of you can tell I'm like just uh, chomping at the bit here to get back to the mic. But. Dan, I'll throw it to you. What do you think about uh, what what we're seeing uh, here over the last week? Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive over 550 episodes. You'll also get